Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Have you seen, there's a tweet, there's a tweet that's like every man's store is two words like connected by an and it's like yeah. oak and fern oh like yeah fire and leather it was and, just it was just a middle class yeah. fancy thing the other day and then it's and, and all they sell is the same like plain t-shirts <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> wasn't it's there true. some website that had a logo generator oh yeah and it does yeah. the like cross it does like two arrows yeah. like it yeah picks two words two yeah. swords or something right yeah. right smoke and steel it's yeah what is the name of the barbershop it's like cloak and dagger or something like that cloak and dagger yeah they stab you. Oven and shaker. Pay good money to get mm-hmm. stabbed. Wolf and bears. Wolf and bear. Mm-hmm. Salt and straw. Rick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Rick and Morty. <laughs> Rick and Morty. Yeah. Tom and Jerry. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Roger and Ebert. Mm-hmm. Tim and Eric. Mm-hmm. Mumford and Sons. Simon Ted, and Garfunkel. Ted and Bill. Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> the original. <laughs> <laughs> Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermip Then the people versus paper people Dundermip Then the people versus paper people Dundermip Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and Bob Vance's new secretary, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane's traveling salesman. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Wow, it is raining cats and dogs out there. Uh, Nobody knows how to drive in the rain. (laughs) Do you have the mall queued up? Does it just make her want to... You know, the roads are actually the slickest in the first half hour. I actually sleep better when it's raining. The plants are going to love this. How many? The plants are going to love this. There it is. <laughs> Times like this, I just want to curl up with a good book. Normally, I'd say that I just want to curl up with a good book, but everybody's everyone's... being so nice today. Yeah. 43 was just... <laughs> I got nothing done. <laughs> Every week, we get together, and we talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week, we're talking... Phyllis Vance, a.k.a. Easy Rider, <laughs> Phallus, Mother Goose, Venus. Venus, Venus yeah. She, she's one half a flob. That's true. And she used to be Phyllis Lappet. But that's today's focus. We're talking and about Phyllis. I'm excited. Member and head of the planning party. That's right. Planning party committee. Sure. Yes. I'll stick mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> Sales rep at Dunder Mifflin Scranton. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to talk about Phyllis. I, I've been waiting to talk about Phyllis for a while. Yeah, in, ter- in terms of our character profiles, Phyllis is uh, her her sort of growth and her uh, development in terms of screen time and character development kind of mirrors the growth of the ensemble on the show. She starts mm-hmm. out as a very minor kind of background character, and over the course of the show, she gets more lines, more development. Her marriage with Bob Vance introduces a really unique dynamic. Her relationships with Angela and Stanley mm-hmm. are very unique within the show, so uh, very excited to uh, get into it. Very important ensemble character, played by Phyllis Smith, um, who is from Missouri. She went to University of Missouri-St. Louis, um, and in the 70s, she was a dancer, a cheerleader, a burlesque dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess she's quoted as she never took her top off as a burlesque dancer, but mm. I'm sure that did get dirty. And then uh, <laughs> she did. She had she got she had a knee injury and became a casting director in L.A. and an actress. And uh, interestingly enough, I, and I think some people already know this, but she this role of Phyllis Vance was created for Phyllis Smith. She was the casting director on The Office, and um, I would assume people like Ken Quapis, Greg Daniels, just loved her and uh, and wanted her to be uh, the the sassy lady in The Office who can kind of talk back to Michael and give it back to Michael. They talk about this a little bit in Office Ladies. They do kind of go into her her background as a burlesque dancer and how that kind of influences certain scenes or mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, 
But yes, I think she, in terms of casting, she was often reading lines with the actors as they were either auditioning or mm -hmm. trying things out. And they just loved the way that she would read lines and scenes. So they mm -hmm. kind of built that role. Continuing a proud tradition of office characters who use their, uh, their own first names. Right. Oscar, Creed, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. Phyllis. Um, she, she did win a couple of, uh, SAG awards, sorry, uh, <laughs> some screen actors guild awards for this in 06 and 07 for outstanding performance by an ensemble cast member in a comedy series. So mm. award winning actress for this role. Um, but that's a little bit about Phyllis Smith. Obviously, I think, you know, her, the real Phyllis influenced the character big time. Um, mm -hmm. Also an incredible performance in uh, Inside Out. Was that the Pixar? Yeah, yeah. She yeah. plays Sadness. The voice of Sadness. Oh. Well, it's just one of the better casting that's right. decisions yeah, I've very, very good. seen. Amazing. <laughs> um, well, uh, that's just a little bit about Phyllis Smith, the actress. Um, we, uh, you know, as we said, Phyllis Smith, uh, or Phyllis Vance, uh, sales rep at Dunder Mifflin. Mm -hmm. um, the whole time, right? Yes. She never leaves, never gets promoted, demoted, fired, anything like that, unlike a lot of the other characters. Well, we see, like you said, she's, she's a very crucial ensemble member. And when you get to the ensemble, it really is like people whose jobs never change the whole time. Yeah, very static. Right. right. You know, there's, yeah. there's like Meredith. a few of them. And it's, yeah, it's like Creed. Toby, Meredith, Creed. Uh, mm -hmm. Stanley, Phyllis, mm -hmm. and I guess a Angela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Angela never changes yeah, either. Yeah. But Oscar uh, leaves for a bit. Yep. I'm reminded of the scene in The Sting in season seven where Michael convinces Danny Cordray to join the office by basically stopping him at the door. And he says, "Danny, do you want your life to get worse?" Get better or stay the same, right? <laughs> Get better. And he convinces him with that sales yeah. pitch. And then later when this guy, you know, all the sales staff feel very threatened because this new salesperson comes mm -hmm. in, right? And Michael gathers them all in his office. He's, listen, do you want your life to get worse? Get better or stay the same? And they all say, stay, stay the same. <laughs> A perfect characterization as as it gets. Of, uh, of the ensemble in that regard. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, she uh, throughout the course of the show, she has a lot of uh, unique relationships with a lot of characters. Uh, Michael Scott, obviously, they went to high school together. They've known each other for a long time. They're the same age. Mm -hmm. um, she can give it to Michael like uh, like not many other characters can. Um, uh, obviously, Bob Vance, she's married to Angela, her and the party planning committee and right. Angela and, and the power dynamic that that switches a couple of times throughout the show, which is really fun. Her friendship with Stanley. Her friendship with Andy yeah. and Dwight, even. Yeah. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to get into all that. But her entrance into the show, she's she's there all of season one. Right. But uh, I I don't even believe she has a line in Diversity Day. Do, here's a trivia question for you, an early one. Um, what race is Phyllis in Diversity Day? They put the little cards on their head. Haitian. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yes. She has right. a line in the pilot. She does? Yes. Do you know it? I, I wrote down her first and last line. Do you want to hear her Give first and the, last line yeah. in the Give series? Give me the first and the last. Her last line in the series is, I'm happy that all this was filmed so I can remember everyone and what we did. I worked for a paper company all these years and I never wrote anything down. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Her first line is, so what does downsizing really mean? <laughs> it's an aside. Her and Stanley. Nice. In ah, hushed sure. hush yeah. tones. There we go. Um... But maybe like her more standout moment is in basketball when uh, Michael, she wants to play on the team. Michael won't let her. Right. Um, she wants to be a cheerleader and Michael won't let her. And then he feels bad. He puts her on the bench. Mm -hmm. uh, but Phyllis scores a basket during the game. Yeah. <laughs> Despite play, being man. on She's, the bench most of the time. She can box out. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that we uh, we learned that uh, that she went to to high school with with Michael early on. But other than that, you know, he makes some old jokes at her expense. She's like, Michael, we're a very we're common thing is, is him making fun of Phyllis for being this sort of grandmotherly yeah. character. Matronly. And she's, she's always quick to be like, Michael, we were in the same high school class. Phyllis, you must be tired from standing on those games all day. <laughs> Let's all clap at Phyllis. <laughs> uh, uh, from, she, oh yeah. Go yeah ahead. I was just gonna say she is, she's like, she sort of oscillates between remarkably thick-skinned about a lot of stuff or just she lets stuff not bother her or get to her. And then occasionally, you know, she gets... She really does react, especially to Michael, who mm -hmm. really crosses the line several yeah. times. Several times. Phyllis. He does with every character. Yeah. But he gets up close and in Phyllis's business. Sexual harassment, season two. Straight up, fireable, 
has what most of everything Michael yeah. does. Um, it is uh, Todd Packer is telling a story, makes a comment like, "Oh, there was one chick who was really like ugly, kind of looked like," and he like sort of like looks at Phyllis, and then Kevin goes, "Phyllis," and then you know Michael. It, it finally registers for Michael like that this is inappropriate. And so he jumps in to do the right thing, <laughs> but then turns it around on Kevin and then gives Phyllis a hug and says, you know what? The only thing I'm worried about mm-hmm. getting a boner. Um, Much like Nate with the beehive. He fixes a bad problem with a worse solution. <laughs> Probably made it worse. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, she's the butt of, of Michael's jokes a lot, and she can give it right back to him. Uh, I mean, you know, we see mm-hmm. her call him out that, that they they always thought that Michael was gay because he had his his perm and his suits and his ties and all these other things. Well, I like to go look good, okay? <laughs> That's sort of her power over Michael, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. she has that. No other character has mm-hmm. no, no other character knew Michael before they started working there. So mm-hmm. she has a unique uh, ability to, I think, eye roll at Michael and mm-hmm. go, this guy, like... I've known him for so long. It's just like, you don't, I know exactly who you are, Michael. You can't say anything to me. And yet he still does. Right. And because not only does she know about his past, but she's married to Bob Vance, who Michael is afraid of. She uses that power. Yeah. She has this power dynamic. She can invoke Bob. (laughs) That's incredible. Scott. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every time Bob Vance calls him Scott. That was amazing. But uh, when he no. comes in dressed as that backup Santa, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where's Scott? <laughs> Five thousand <laughs> or one thousand. Uh, yeah, Phyllis has not only is she so comfortable with the power she has over Michael, she's she never flaunts it too much. Like she could a lot more, but she's so comfortable just kind of waiting until the right moment to just sort of press her power down on yes. people. And we see her do this on many characters, but Michael especially. Yeah. And it's one of my reasons that over the last two, three years, Phyllis has gone from like ensemble member to yeah. probably my top five favorite characters. Like I can't oh, wow. get enough Phyllis. <laughs> I, I Everything she does is funny to me now when yeah. I'm watching the show. Yeah. You know, we talk about uh, Phyllis being pretty much comfortable in her job, not a lot of a career movement over the course of the mm-hmm. show. I wonder if to some extent that is... Because of her marriage to Bob, and they have a pretty comfortable life together. You know, she right. doesn't, she can, it doesn't, they, the show never alludes to this, but it seems like she doesn't have to work, really. Bob seems like a pretty successful guy. Yeah. Dwight, Dwight makes a comment um, about someone barely outselling Phyllis. Who, who is it? Is it Pam or Andy, maybe? I think it's Andy. Yeah. Yeah. I meant that as a slight to Andy as yeah. well. <laughs> Um, I have but, ears, Dwight. Yeah. Oh, do you really, Phyllis? Like we all do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's supposed to mean that Phyllis might be one of the lower. She brings in the lower sales, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, you know, they work. She works in the same building mm-hmm. as her husband. It's it's obviously a great situation. For Their them. money's coming from Vance Refrigeration. You and know yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, you know, she's, she's bringing in money. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's, you know, they get to go to the work, the same building, but they don't, they're not working side by side all day, mm-hmm. which is, would probably be too much, mm-hmm. you know, much like Jim and Pam are doing, but they get to kind of have their separate thing. And, and then you see that sort of, um, you see the spice of Bob and Phyllis's relationship pop oh, up from yeah. time to time. And it's one of the best undercurrents. It's a very spicy show relationship. Phyllis's sexuality. I think, I mean, uh, Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that Bob Vance and Phyllis Vance, that's the strongest marriage on this show. Strongest relationship. I mean, you talk about the spice. She is Lutheran and Bob is Unitarian. It keeps things spicy. (laughs) That's right. The way she talks, well, we'll we'll probably get into a lot of this more. But I think think that's a good point, Sean. I've never thought about like that is... Most solid relationship besides I mean, so Stanley and Crosswords. They're so meant for each other. I mean, there's so Stanley many. Stanley and Crosswords, Angela and Cats, yeah. <laughs> Toby and Phyllis Mystery and, no- and Crime Novels, Flob. Yeah. Um, for me, the moment where Phyllis kind of announces herself as part of, as a bigger character, um, or one that begins mm. her development. Granted, yeah. this is one episode after sexual harassment in season two, but Office Olympics. Specifically, oh, when yeah. um, they're playing that game Flonkerton. where they. Well, Flonkerton, right? Mm-hmm. Phyllis. Agrees to be to, you know, 
put on the flonks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But more specifically, when they're playing the game where it's horse and they're trying to throw things into mugs, uh-huh. and, yes. and, they, and Jim says, that's an H-O for Phyllis. And Phyllis says, you calling me a hoe? That's right. That's the And Jim says, whoa, trash talk from Phyllis. That's yeah. the moment where it's like, okay, this, yeah. Is a, yeah. this is a unique character now. I need yes. to pay more attention. Yeah. She's yeah. got a little stank. Yeah. She's got, mm-hmm. she's she's mm-hmm. a little more under the surface. Mm-hmm. You got a lot she to does learn sort about of, this town, you know, sweetie. She does fulfill an archetype of sort of a passive aggressive, someone in the office who's just sort of always going by the beat of the drum and occasionally mm-hmm. makes comments that I don't know. She, she's always there. You never feel like she really likes anyone too much. Right. Cause she doesn't need to. Well, if we're talking about Phyllis having power over people and, and kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. being this quiet person who people maybe underestimate the silent assassin. has a, has a, has a lot of strength. Um, that that's not the case when it comes to Angela, uh, Angela Kinsey, Angela, uh, Martin. Angela Martin. Come on. <laughs> um, she cannot uh, use her power over Angela. Why do you think that is? I have an idea. Well, I, I think that the growth of Phyllis is her asserting herself in general. Okay. So at the beginning of the show, she's very much uh, at Angela's. Angela is very much in charge of her, right? Mm-hmm. She's very much. Dic- Angela is dictating what's going on in the party planning committee, and Phyllis is very much. Um, like uh, very subservient to that, right? Mm-hmm. And then later, as the, as the show begins, granted, it's because she finds out about her relationship, Angela's relationship with Dwight, and that, yeah, that whole yeah. thing plays out. But um, I think that's a bit of growth that happens. Yeah. I think that she doesn't have a card to play against Angela, because usually her card is Bob, which she can play against Michael and all these other people because he feels physically threatened by Bob. But Bob can't physically threaten Angela, so. But, I but, think but by that time though her card is yeah. the, is the that the she knows about Dwight. Well, oh, that's what I'm okay, but uh, but that's what I'm getting to. She quiet she has to quietly wait to get that little thing, you know, mm-hmm. to, that she can hold against her and she uses it. You know, like she's she seems very like she's smart in that way. She knows that she doesn't she mm-hmm. kind of like quietly waits for something to use against Angela and when she gets it, she uses it. And the thing is like Phyllis doesn't She's not init- she doesn't initiate a lot of conflict with no. other people, but when someone comes at her, she fires back. Yeah. I would argue that Phyllis in the early seasons, even if she had a card to play against Angela per se, I don't know that she would do it. I think yeah. I think it's a it's that slow burn, that growth, that development, right? Cuz when we get to um Moroccan Christmas in season 5, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um she you know Angela steps like steps up and she says like no you go do it um all you you have me running around doing all these things um just because you have this one little secret on me that that I know you'll never tell because you won't get to keep planning your tacky parties right right right. and Phyllis turns and she looks down and it's very reminiscent of early season Phyllis yes and then she turns around and breaks she was it's a pump fake right yeah she turns says Angela is sleeping with Dwight yeah so that for me is the growth moment where like Mm. not she's going to stand up for herself a little bit even if it's Kind of ruining the life of Angela yeah. and Dwight Nandy. And yeah, and, and she's going to surprise you. I mm-hmm. feel like that's mm-hmm. she's just very surprising. So you guys, you guys think that she does? She changes over these seasons. Whereas yeah. I, what yeah. I'm kind of trying to say is that I think she's always been conniving, but she just didn't have that thing to hold against Angela. She didn't have. She realized that she couldn't beat Angela at this game, and so she she just had to uh, had to take it. I think she changes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think. The major- large majority of characters get some sort of semblance of growth, and that's what we see from Phyllis. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, in the same way that Kevin changes, you know, mm-hmm. from kind of just normal and boring to an outlandish cartoon character. Like, Phyllis does start as just sort of a meek, quiet office worker and sort of becomes this underground godfather of the office where she's like, has really kind of the most power and doesn't care mm-hmm. more than anyone else, which puts her in a different place than everybody. That's true. Yeah. People confess a lot of a lot of things to her. It's true. They come to her with their problems. We have Dwight coming to Phyllis with his Angela problem early on in season four, I think, kind of after Fun Run. Andy, you know, confiding in Phyllis, trying to get her help to get Aaron's uh, to win Aaron over, Mm -hmm. especially when she's with Gabe. Mm -hmm. Um, We have Aaron confiding in her when she doesn't have a uh, with her whole issue trying to find her mom. That's right. That's right. So people feel comfortable with Phyllis. Andy, uh, yeah, there's a there's a few different times that Andy uh, looks for for Phyllis's help. Um, mm-hmm. 
She strikes me as one of the more early on, like one of the more realistic characters, like someone you really could pluck out of the world and drop in. Like I think, I mean, there's a lot of them, but she in particular, for some reason, just really, really helps that the show early on by just being the most normal person around. Like there's a few of them, but I think that she stands out. I think that's worth it. I mean, like I think that that's kind of the reason that Greg Daniels and Ken Quapis and yeah. these people wanted her to be on the show because it was like she didn't. She's she's not like an out Los Angeles. She wasn't trying actor. to act. She was yeah. Right. She's just she's just reading the lines. Yeah. Doing she, her job. She's just a, your your regular person. Yeah. And and I think that that's that's the the purpose that she serves for a long time in the office. She becomes a more outrageous character later on. Yeah, I think that's a good point that you make. That she's drawn differently over the course of the show, which mm-hmm. is to say, near the end of the show, they have her say more and more kind of ridiculous oh, yeah. things. They're banging in the things. restaurant, right? Or, <laughs> yes, in the yeah. bathroom at the restaurant and. Yeah, she's she's. Uh, I mean, she <laughs> confesses at one point that one of her favorite pastimes is to flirt with guys at the bar, and then Bob beats them up. <laughs> she never lets it go too far. Though. Yeah, That's what she says. There's a line from uh, the Return in season three where she says, "Dwight has a big personality, and I have a big personality, and a lot of times when two people like that get together, it can be explosive." Right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and she delivers that very quiet. In, in the third season, it's almost played for laughs because we don't see that side of Phyllis. Right. But over the course of the show, and by the end of the show, it makes perfect sense. Oh, I, I love those times when she kind of surprises you. Um, uh, weight loss. Close your mouth, sweetie. You look like a trout. That's one for sure. Boscovs at the Steamtown Mall. <laughs> uh, weight loss. Uh, Kelly Kapoor uh, passes out. So they have their conference room where they stand her on a chair and say all the things that they love about her body. Uh-huh. Phyllis has her confessional. Says, I wonder what things people would say about me. Probably my jugs. <laughs> yeah, it's just like she my does that goodness. little like she does that little like, uh, yeah. she, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, sw- head swivel jugs. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't, it, 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 she reminds us every now and then, like, you know, you, you kind of almost, like, worry about her. You almost feel yeah, bad no, for her. And then she strong. reminds you, like, don't worry about me. Strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there are a few times where Phyllis kind of stands up for herself or for other people that I really like. Um, when the stress relief episode happens in season five, mm-hmm. um, she refuses to sign Dwight's, like, fake apology note. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you yeah, almost killed right. Stanley. She's the, like, she's the one who does, who really is uh, resisting, and rightfully mm. so. That you know, that Dwight he, he issues a statement of regret. I state my regret, right? Uh, and eventually, he you only... had to write that down. <laughs> yeah, right. I could not memorize it because I do, <laughs> I do not, not feel, feel it. it. And he only gets her signature by signing in at the uh, auction, right? Or the oh, roast, right. the roast. Yeah, yeah. Excuse yep. me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then there's another moment where uh, I think it's in weight loss where Dwight takes Phyllis all the way out to a bad part of town and just leaves yeah. her on the side of the road and she has to walk back and she immediately calls David Wallace. Yeah. Right. So in that regard, she is standing up for herself. She, she is, uh, unafraid to be confrontational later on in the show. Yeah. That's and, true. You know, and there are times we see her also really, really committing to something and want to be rewarded. I mean, when she's put in charge of the parting planning committee, she's takes it very seriously. She pops yeah. the Bluetooth in. She really gets things going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bluetooth. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even even when Michael sends her to go get Sue Grafton at the Steamtown Mall, she attacks oh, that I task that yeah. with absolute precision oh and everything she yeah, has, and gives right. us. This was the other thing I was going to play at the top. I couldn't okay. decide. Are there any local companies that rent anti gravity machines? Anti gravity machines. That's right. Yeah. What do they do exactly? They make you feel lighter. Anti gravity. Um. Antidepressant. I can put you through to someone on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. Just keep going. Sure. You know yeah. what? I don't want to fail. Yeah. And then she and she comes back in tears. You know. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> And Michael's just like, why? Yeah, did you really try? You said don't accept yeah. well, that, for it. Well, yeah, that's, that's from uh, the Goodbye Toby episode, right? right? When she's right. making. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here, here's here's the quote. Well, I got a line to buy Sue Grafton's book. And when it came to my turn, I asked if she wanted to be in the ad. And she said, no, thank you. But I wasn't supposed to take no for an answer. <laughs> so I kept on asking. And finally, they threw me out, in front, out of the store in front of all my friends. And Michael says, did you or did you not get Sue Grafton? And she just goes, <laughs> Uh, amazing. 
And uh, then and then Michael asks if somebody can get her a tissue, and he- Kevin tears a piece of tape off the tape roll. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. She she's she works hard. She's smarter than she looks. I think sometimes there's you know I mean I'm thinking about uh, when uh, her and Karen Filipelli team up for their sales. For they their, do not get off to a great start. They do not get off to a great start, but um, you know. We see her take Karen to uh, get a makeover. Salon, yeah. Which Karen's kind of thrown by and obviously frustrated by. But then we there, get... Yeah, she comes back looking like an 80s movie. Yes, like, yeah. right. Yeah, they're all dolled up. Blowouts and... Yeah. yeah. And then when they go to, uh, you know, make the sale, uh, you know, Phyllis is like, how's your wife? And like, he turns the photo around and we see that they're they're dolled up exactly like his wife is. And Car- the look on Karen's face... She's figured it out. We figured it out. Phyllis is, she's got a plan, you know? Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, don't underestimate her. She knows what, she knows what she's doing. And yeah. then later she says, you can pay me later for the makeover. <laughs> know, that's right. <laughs> and, and that's the thing about Phyllis. And like, I, I was reading through some, you know, a few different discussion threads online about her. And a lot of people are, you know, are just like, she's a snake. She's really mean and really rude a yeah. lot of the time because yeah. she's, she's a character and you can kind of divide the office in half of, People who care about the office and people who only care about themselves. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely on the, she really only cares about herself most of the time because she's like, she's got her work. She's got Bob. She's happy. Right. She's not looking for more friends. She's not looking for less. So she's yeah. still, you know, she's pleasant. But a lot of the time, I mean, we get a lot of evidence and I was just going through people were shouting out moments of mm-hmm. like the times when she's kind of hurtful to people or just sure. doesn't care. And she does it a lot. Yeah, but again, I think that's exactly what makes her such an interesting character to me, and why the office is so good is like you meet people in real life that the first few weeks you know them, you're like they're just they're really nice, and then something happens and you start to realize, well, they put on a nice face, yeah, but they're not that nice of a person. But but yeah, yeah, I I see, I know, I know what you're saying, and I've read a lot of that too. Um, But like, she does care. Sometimes, like she is sometimes, very caring sure. and sweet. Sometimes, I mean, there's plenty of times where where Dwight is <laughs> confiding in her, sure. and then and then she and then she is you know gentle, like you know sweet to him, and yes. tries to be a good friend to him. And then he turns around and is a dick, right? He like leaves her on the elevator that one part and stuff like mm-hmm. and, you know. And uh, that's really fattening, you know. Yeah, it's right. just lettuce. <laughs> she's yeah. kind of an inverse of Dwight in that way, yeah. where but, she's like. You know, because she is, she comes across kind of meek and quiet, but she isn't. Whereas, like, when, like Dwight comes across loud and confident, mm-hmm. but a lot of times he's not. Like, he actually isn't. Yeah. Well, I think that we can all, I think that we can all uh, relate. Yeah. You know, like when you're when you're out there fending for yourself, and it feels like every man for yourself, and you're just like you know doing whatever you can to like get to what you know the, what where what is you, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'll, just just stay with me. Um, but the Roman Colosseum, but, uh, hold yeah. On. <laughs> But when people come to you and like need you, you feel the need to, to you know, to oh, help yeah. them and be there totally. for them. So like totally. that's Phyllis. It, she's not going to do it before that right. point. She's not malicious. <laughs> yeah. She's not malicious. She's not going to stand up for you just out of the blue. But if you come to her <clears throat> and tell her, you know, that you're, you know, that you're sad about this or you need her help with that, she's going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. So just a couple examples. Uh, before Pam's wedding, when she's asking, she's, you know, they're just like, I'll eat whatever's fanciest. She has a real, she has this feeling of like, mm. you're making us go to Niagara. I'm not going to be a great guest. Right. She calls her, you know, the morning of her wedding. Is that, what, is that Meredith? Meredith says Is that, that Meredith? I'll have whatever's fanciest unless, unless there's, there's ribs. ribs. Unless they're, oh, you're right. Sorry. You're right. Absolutely. It's okay. It's okay. My apologies. So Meredith is the snake. No, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, We've no, been th- talking about Phyllis this week. Meredith will do just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the uh, she's talking about Sue, Bob yeah. Vance's administrator. Uh, I know Sue. She's not that great. You know her husband's yeah. in a wheelchair, right? <laughs> that's pretty, like whoa, Phyllis, wow. Phyllis, <laughs> my God, girl, come on, you got diabetes? Let's uh, come on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you don't see me talking about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, when of course when she goes at Pam after Pam tells her clients that she doesn't have time for them mm-hmm. and they're wearing the same outfit. Yeah. And she, with a smile on their face, starts stabbing Pam. I'm just like, Oh yeah. Isn't that what you said? That I don't have time for my clients. 
And that where's the close your and mouth, then, sweetie. You're, you look like a, <laughs> look trout, like a trout, which is just like <laughs> just an all time burn on yeah. this show. Savage. Like that's one of the harshest insults. She do, and she does it with all with a smile on her face. Mm. So you like you can't. Yeah, it's um, mm, that's a good love it. That's I've a got one point. a similar one like that is in the new leads episode in season six where uh, I mean, the sales yeah. staff is yeah. very much they're very. Um, Confident. They have this air of power yeah, about says, them. Yeah. Are those the leads? Give them here, numbnuts. Yeah, she says, yeah. hand them over, numbnuts. And then she pauses for a second. She goes, well, it's your job. You have to give us those leads. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that that's the biggest one for me that I think is the harshest line from Phyllis. That's, yes. Bluetooth Phyllis so is my dismissive, favorite. So dismissive, yeah. We see her in the party planning committee and when they need the new leads. It's the only <laughs> time we see her with Phyllis. a Bluetooth. And she's a different beast. <laughs> yeah. And she's great. Oh, Love it. Savage. I want to I want to talk about her and Michael, just their relationship. Because yeah. oh, yeah. I think it's such an important dynamic on the show. Yeah. And I, I mean, what? so here's how I feel about it. As much as Michael idolizes Jim and Pam and kind of wants to be Jim and Pam, like he really wants to be Phyllis. Like Phyllis has everything Michael wants in a lot of ways. Hmm. She's a part of this group. She, she, she's a part of this group. Mm-hmm. You know, she's grew up in Scranton, all this stuff. She has a very steady partner, mm-hmm. all this sort of thing. She's, she's well liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference is it's like she's his age and went to high school. So he kind of resents her that she's... Wow. She, like he's like, and you see her say this when she says she announces she's getting married mm-hmm. and she's like he's like that's kind of amazing like he's like yeah. I can't believe Phyllis is outpacing me on all these things right, that I thought right. I would be have by now right and so I think it breeds this relationship where he's always a little jealous of Phyllis and he kind of she strikes was out clearly more popular than him in high school we know that yes yeah. um and so I don't know she's she's um, honestly I feel like what a lot of who Michael Scott would be if Michael really didn't care about anyone liking him. Yeah. She'd be a lot more like, hmm. be a lot more like Phil. Well, hmm. it's interesting that she is a peer, yes. right? Where it, it, on some level, right. And that they have some sort of previous relationship yeah. uh, outside of their working dynamic that exists now um, with all the rest of the characters in the office, they're all his employees. Right. But mm. in that one way that she has sort of this unique connection um, to Michael from her past, right? right. Um, this is a, a thing that I'm th- you're speaking of. Uh, Phyllis being kind of brutal, right? Mm-hmm. She says, "I'm glad Michael's getting counseling. He's really stupid. There's a lot of problems." <laughs> right? One of the best lines in the yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> He's really stupid. Uh, and One of then, the most earned earned lines. Yeah, in yeah the show and she sure. hasn't had a chance to say it. You know. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, this is more illustrative of Michael's growth. But I th- I thought about this where in the Christmas party episode in season two. Michael so clearly is uh, upset by her gift of a homemade oven mitt, right? Mm. That he throws away right. the Secret Santa game, makes a Yankee swap, right? And Phyllis is so upset that at the end she storms off, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, they have to kind of tell Michael, well, maybe it's because he hated her presence so much, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, when you think to uh, Goodbye Michael in season seven, Michael is going to leave that day, right. but F- Phyllis is knitting him a pair of mittens. And she's like, Phyllis, where are you? Come on. He we got to get yeah, these mittens really done. Wants them. Right. He really wants those mittens done. So like, it's just an interesting flip. Uh, we talk about this, but yeah. where the show kind of echoes itself or it rhymes with itself mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a one that I thought of. That's definitely. Yeah. And, and, and she's, she has a, uh, several kind of microwave moments, which are when someone's sitting. Oh my God. It's when someone's sitting at the table in the kitchen so, and they're wanting advice and someone's giving them advice while they prepare coffee or food and then they say something as they close the microwave a nice piece of advice you know there's like yeah. those happen from time to time in the show and I feel like Phyllis is there like they say something as they're dipping a tea bag oh, yeah. you know mm. that kind of thing in the kitchen um, and Phyllis Phyllis has a lot of those for sure uh, I mean one in particular that comes to mind is certainly during the um, Finer Things Club mm. Uh, Phyllis is uh, hitting the buttons on the microwave for a long time, and they're like, Phyllis, like, you know, there's a microwave in the uh, kitchen. In the kitchen, she's like, well, it smells like popcorn. Oh, like, that's well, your what favorite. Are you making is that your favorite line? Popcorn. Um, it smells like popcorn. <laughs> it smells like popcorn. <laughs> it smells like popcorn. So, I mean, <laughs> it smells like popcorn. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Sean. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, go ahead. I am not. It smells like popcorn. I think there's a moment on Office Ladies where the plants are gonna love this. (laughs) I was listening to Office Ladies. They were talking about Phyllis, and they were like, "It's it's something about her St. Louis St. Louis accent, accent." Right. And like we loved we loved to make her say forty four because it'd be farty fire. Yeah, right. (laughs) And I guess she would laugh when they'd make her say it. Um, So forty three was. 
haven't got nothing done. <laughs> um, but she orgasmed for a year. A year. That's, <laughs> Amazing. That is scientifically you, profound. Good for you, um, But uh, uh, if you go online, and, like, there's some people who don't like Phyllis. Well, the popcorn wrong. line is comes up a lot. <laughs> they that's, don't like the way she says popcorn. Yeah, that's just something to get over. Yeah, mm-hmm. get over it. It's. I got the same thing when when uh, Pam says, "You bought me a house." You bought me a house. The way she says yeah. house. Really? Just, I, that's my popcorn line. I get it. What? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that one. Oh, I'm house. sorry. I, I just ruined what? it for you. You're going to hate it the next time you hear it. Oh, my God. I've never heard that There's like that, the thing where Jim has the voicemail from the pocket dial where uh, where you can take the girl out of Philly and she goes, Scranton, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what uh, I mean, what are you? What are your favorite? What best Phyllis episodes? I mean, of course, of course, Phyllis's wedding. Phyllis's is a very wedding is one of my favorite episodes. episodes. Yeah, it's so good. It's uh, one of your favorites. I love Phyllis's wedding. It's one of my. Fa- it's Did you so, take it on the draft? No, yeah, it was yeah. it was on my list, but I didn't take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I love how awkward and uncomfortable it is, and it's Michael just yeah. ruining everything. Everything and yeah. and just how much, I was watching that one again. <laughs> he in prep has a for bowl this. in a china shop oh, in that yeah. episode. Yeah. I was watching that one again in prep for this, and just like just how how well Phyllis handles Michael sometimes is, I mean he he visits her he visits her while she's getting ready, which is crazy mm-hmm. to for like a groomsman to come and visit Phyllis while mm-hmm. she's getting while the bride while they're getting ready, and then accuses her of of uh, oh, Phyllis, <laughs> did you break wind? <laughs> that is pungent. Do you think it was Phyllis or not? <laughs> no. It's not really clear. <laughs> I love when he tries to adjust her hair and yeah, he says, let's just cover up that bald patch. Oh, my God. <laughs> is she just, yeah, she just like, this is just Michael being Michael. I'm going to get my six weeks of honeymoon? Six weeks of honeymoon. Crazy. <laughs> That's a lot. No one's ever gotten six weeks. <laughs> yeah. What I wouldn't give for one of Phyllis's room clearing farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of smells with her too, because she's also got of, the uh, the perfume with Karen mm-hmm. early the perfume on. With Karen, when Michael, she's so helpful too. She's like, "Oh, I'll help you find what it is." Yeah, and leans over Karen's desk, and Karen's like, "To Karen's credit, she's like, I'm sorry, I think I'm allergic to your perfume or something." Yeah, and she really is like, "Bob Vance got me this perfume. <laughs> it's made from real pine. The and line is just Bob drawn Vance. immediately." Yeah, like, <laughs> and that that leads to the uh, you got a lot to learn about this Bob town, Vance, sweetie. Bob Vance got this perfume for me in Metropolitan Orlando. <laughs> It's made from real pine. It's made from real pine. Um, there's the part where Michael um, decides he's going to be a salesman when Saber takes over. The manager and the salesman. That's right. Yeah. That's and right. then he's Back out in the, in the bullpen and yeah. he's like, there's a, something smells. It's, it's very sulfuric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's geological. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no. Phyllis no, started a new medication. Yeah. She, told, uh, sent, she, she, she sent, sent an e- email. Yeah. yeah, yeah Dwight's like, very matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, we always celebrate our sales as part of the sales experiment yeah. experience. It's not really 1994 anymore. It's true. I love that part. Yeah. Um, an episode I, Phyllis is great in, even though she's not a huge part of the um, plot necessarily. Uh, season nine uh, episode promos, episode 18. Uh, that starts with the Fifty Shades of Grey cold open. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. And the shots, the shots of Phyllis rocking and listening. She is doing oh. such a good job of like, She's tuning the world out, and she's yeah. so into it. It's, <laughs> and oh uh, eventually, he gets the bucket of water poured yeah. on her by Dwight. <laughs> and then we see that happen to Andy. We get a quick shot of Andy <laughs> listening to it, like yeah. really on the verge of finishing oh it. Like, oh, my God. It's, uh, anyway, Phyllis is doing great work. And that then, is outrageous. Yeah. And she has, uh, I don't have it up here, but she has another good, really good moment that I can't remember in that episode. Um, uh, I got other favorite f- moments. Uh, other another favorite good episodes? Phyllis episode for me is a uh, Casual Friday at the end of mm. season five. Oh, okay, okay. Where Phyllis is the oh no Cafe Disco. Excuse Cap- me. Oh, of course, yes, not yes, Casual Friday. Yes. Cafe Disco. Where Phyllis is one oh, of the first so people to volunteer yes. to go down. She goes, "What the hell?" She right. goes down. She's yeah. dancing with Michael, and I love the the way the music is playing. Where Phyllis kind of turns the corner and comes in, and Michael's like Phyllis. Like he's so surprised to yeah. see her. It's like and a then, high school dance again. Right, kind of like. She boogies just so up to him, yeah. Walks right. in, and yeah, yeah, it's great. And then she throws her back out, right? yeah, immediately. And then uh, Dwight comes in and he says, "Who tipped you over? Was it Philip?" <laughs> yeah, right. Whoa, whoa, who's Philip? Yeah. yeah, they said Diamond Dancer would never race <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, another moment I love in that episode. Later, it uh, it's a little further on after Dwight's been massaging her for a while, and it just cuts into the scene, and they're talking about snakes. 
And, and oh, he's yeah. like, the bipol- uh, ball python's pretty scary. And she's like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know. The rattler's really scary. <laughs> and it's like, the way it cuts in, it's like, Phyllis and Dwight have just been just talking, talking about snakes. what's the scariest snake. Yeah. Amazing. The and then he feeds her a carrot, too. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the crunching palm, nose. The yeah. Palm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go open palm with yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are those staples? Yeah, at the end when Bob is dancing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh God, she's yeah, she's in. She's there's so um, many. I mean, my some of my other favorite moments are also with Phyllis and Dwight. Um, the uh, I don't, I didn't write down the episode, but it's the cold open where he's teaching them all the. Uh, he's updating them on all the changes. Oh, the martial in, uh, arts, martial yeah. arts, yes. And it, the cold open is just Phyllis going. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and he, he like down breaks, on Dwight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great physical comedy from mm-hmm. from Phyllis, and then and that's actually the second time that they're talking karate because um, in the fight when Dwight bests Michael, he's then kind of giving everyone lessons about how to defend themselves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know Michael comes out and says, "Watch out, watch out! He'll suck a punch you." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the there's a great moment in season two in uh, performance review at Jim's party. This isn't really so much a moment that puts a shine on Phyllis, but where Pam is so intent on figuring out if Dwight and Angela are dating, she gets the camera crew to help them out, and she goes up to Phyllis at Jim's barbecue, and she says, hey, Phyllis, have you heard anything about, like, office romances? And Phyllis says, oh, you mean, like, you and Jim? Mm-hmm. And right. if she flips it on Pam, and she says, oh, I'm sorry, I just you two are so close, and you're always talking, like, yeah. and it really flips that dynamic on Pam, and I yeah. thought that was a really interesting thing where we kind of see through, we see so much of the show through kind of Jim and Pam's eyes, right? Right. To see it through another character's eyes is kind yeah. of unique flip or unique yeah, they're, uh, change on they're the also talking about while they're quietly talking about everyone else in the office and making right. fun of them and stuff like that phyllis and stanley are off talking about them you know yeah um, stanley and i are close we <laughs> said close <laughs> that sums it up right there i was like we've been asked to do a phyllis and stanley their friendship episode uh, but you know it's pretty limited really like they they do work together and clearly they really like each other or, or i mean should we jump to the finale and what do you mean? Well, I mean, well, there's something between there's there's something at the end where Phyllis gets oh, the yes. little figurine from Stanley oh, right. and she starts crying and she's like a lot of people, you know, see him as a grumpy old man. But I, I, don't, old have grump. The, I don't have the quote in front of me. But um, grump but yeah, we kind of get a sense that there's a there's a bond between them that uh, that maybe we didn't get to witness as much. I want to say that Phyllis is the one he high fives when, he, when Stanley says, I don't care, just keep the ribs coming. That's right? it, yes. high oh, five. Yeah, it yeah, is. That yeah. feels like a, a real moment, That's right? a good it's moment between be. those two. Yep. You've been meatball. <laughs> I think to the... Uh, um, near the... No, when is it? Phyllis. <laughs> Sorry, I got to. I'll, I'll hit myself. <laughs> I'll go. hit myself. Uh, no, um, this is another just moment before we finish up with her. Go to the end because she the little run. I got she, more moments. I'm not. Yeah, I got, I got more moments. Keep it moving. Oh, okay. Let's keep it going. The little run she does in Company Picnic mm-hmm. when uh-huh. she's injured, quote unquote. Oh yeah, right, she, right. She runs back to the sideline. Yeah, yeah. After she's like, you're yeah. not hurt at all, and, and she, then just kind of runs to Bob. I love, I love <laughs> that little run. She just decides so she wants funny. to hang Phyllis, out. Phyllis, why are you sitting on the ground? Head <laughs> <laughs> outside. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what 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 are some of your other favorite moments? Uh, this is another uh, kind of craft moment with Phyllis and Michael, where Phyllis is working on the rabies quilt, and Michael yes. says, "Phyllis is working on a rabies quilt. Look at that three. Yeah. She's got three squares. Yes, um, <laughs> with the bat, the raccoon. <laughs> I love when uh, <coughs> excuse me, I love when the in the Gettysburg episode when she says, "I don't think I should walk anymore. You know, all I had for breakfast was oatmeal, yogurt, coffee, orange juice, and toast." Two poached eggs, then have a sam- <laughs> and then have a sandwich on the bus. <laughs> oh god! Um, what about you guys? Oh uh, no, the, it was the other one. Was yeah, of course. The if it makes you feel any better, I never had an orgasm until it was forty-two. Yeah, think- Amazing stuff there. Um, the other moment when she's talking about like how Bob and her never sometimes they don't even touch <laughs> each other. It's, oh, and it's, it's magical. It's uh, it's yeah, it's during a viewing party. She's um. She's telling, uh, she's trying to help Andy. So she's talking to Aaron and being like, I mean, specifically Andy is like, do you think they've like, and she's like made love? I don't know. And then she's like, I could, I could find out for you, sweetie. 
another time when Phyllis sees someone in need and comes to their rescue. Mm-hmm. But, but her attempt is kind of not not great because she just uh, instead starts telling Aaron this bizarre story about how the first time her and Bob ever <laughs> saw each other naked, they just sta- they just stared at each other until it until they fell asleep. And they and she says something like, you know, the anticipation can be so wonderful, yeah, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Her, uh, like, out of all the characters, the way she talks about sex, it, it's amazing. It's she's she's the her, funniest for that. Sort her of and thing. Bob have a fantastic sex life. Oh, <laughs> clearly at the expense often yeah. of they are in the on office. they are on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. They sure are. Do you want a bite? Oh, no mushroom. <laughs> oh my god, that is such a that's such a oh my gosh, that is such a sensual like <laughs> yeah something about that mm-hmm. that's so. What's the gross. rule about eating when people leave? Well, I think if you have hot food, you can eat. Mm-hmm. Well, Bob, Bob ordered hot food. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's gonna miss all. Oh, gonna eat all those fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, she'll take a two-hour lunch. Uh, yeah, she she mentions <laughs> yeah. that she like you know Michael never. Like gets mad at them when they take a two-hour lunch because she's afraid. He's afraid of Bob. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Um, other fa- other favorite moments before we move on to uh, unanswerable Phil- question. When Phyllis hugs Andy, I want to say it's near the end of the show when Andy like uh, exits. She's just so happy to see him and make sure that he's okay. Oh, it's mm-hmm. in the finale when he comes back mm-hmm. and uh, they all see each other again for the first time. And, and Phyllis just gives him this really big hug. Aww. He's like, oh, favorite, big hug for my favorite Mama Grizzly. Oh, right? shit. Okay, so another favorite moment then for me. I didn't. No, go ahead. Off, did I? Um, is uh, is her friendship with Andy sometimes is really funny. I love when Andy is reading like his like Cornell alum magazine to mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, he's like, you know, oh, Broccoli Rob, you know this guy. I showed you his Facebook picture. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she thinks about it for a second. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And she smiles. It's like, and then she's like, and then he like kind of cuts himself off as he's reading the article mm-hmm. about like a guy falling, you know, uh, dying in a oh, yeah. mountain climbing accident. Mm-hmm. She's like genuinely interested. She knows about him flirting with his cousin. Yeah, like, so, you know? yeah he says, I'm in this weird flirty thing with like a cousin of mine. And Phyllis goes, again with the cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's always listening. She's very, I mean, she. Yeah. It, it's kind of the gossip in her, mm-hmm. but she's always mm-hmm. listening. She knows what's going on with everybody, it seems like. She likes to dish. Mm-hmm. I love in Goodbye Toby when she sends Kevin out for more barbecue sauce. Uh, and uh, she, he, Kevin's like, you got it, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, I like Phil. that he yeah. calls her Phil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, some, some last things to talk about. Unanswerable questions for Phyllis. The baby that she gave away, right? Mm. We never really learn about. Like, this is hinted at a couple of times. She, she gave a baby. <laughs> when Michael's like... I have a secret about Phyllis that no one here knows. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, and it, and she looks really worried. Uh, yeah, she, right. You know, right, and right. he's like, she was so cute. Yeah, in high yeah. school. And Cut then to her. Cu- she's like, I was going to mention the baby I gave away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which later they think maybe Aaron might be that baby because she's about the right age. Um, I love all of Phyllis's coaching for Aaron about dating Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say go get him. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then she does the sock puppet thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, we got an interesting the, message the, on the, Facebook. Yeah, someone sent us. A- there's a fan theory out there that Bob's new secretary, I, Jessica, c- Jessica, could also be the baby that she gave away. Um, I don't. I mean, it's not really like we don't spend too much time with Jessica, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly like there's a, there's a little there's some similarities there. You that could, Bob would. Yeah, or like that yeah. that he hired. <laughs> yeah, you know, saw something yeah, there, and what, turns out yeah. it was Phyllis's daughter. It turns out it's Phyllis's daughter. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a fun theory. She's roughly the same age as Aaron. Yeah, you know, could mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, why not? Do we have any more unanswered questions about Phyllis? I've got one. Go for it. During our honeymoon safari in Africa, Bob and I were driving late at night, and he'd been drinking, and suddenly thump. <laughs> we hit something with our jeep. It was probably a man. We didn't know what to do. We heard the police were corrupt and they might beat us, so we just kept driving as fast as we could. We bribed the airline, got on a plane that night, and fled home. Maybe it was just an ostrich in a soccer uniform. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
what? I've heard that before. Is that a deleted scene? It's, yeah. it's a deleted scene from Business Jesus. Ethics in season five. Oh yeah. my gosh. So okay. <laughs> that's that's amazing. So <laughs> this is gonna this is actually takes me to to a note that I have, which is something that people talk about on the internets. Um, is Phyllis actually a bad person? Right? No, we've talked about ethics on the show and things like this, but let me give you We are a, all noted uh, ethicists. This, this is certainly one example. Mm. Um, you know, she stole Pam's wedding. Right? That, that's something that's mentioned in mm-hmm. Phyllis's wedding. She stole Pam was planning her wedding at the office, so it's, you know, possible and talking about it with Phyllis and stuff like that, so it's possible she stole all the all these things. There's a theory out there that she cheated with Stanley, <clears throat> which is what kind of like what her, you know, her getting emotional at the end of the show about Stanley is all about. You know, we know that Stanley's a cheater. We know that Phyllis is, you know, I, I throw a, that fan theory back. You don't like it myself. I, that's, I don't keep that one tangentially related. I love when new Stanley comes in. There are a couple times when new Stanley yeah, comes in one for the one for the banker. Right. Uh-huh. And then again in the finale when like, uh, yeah, she <laughs> giving him fudge. Right. 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 That's right. He's like, I've already gained <laughs> five, ten pounds. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. She looks at him with just like, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll get there. I mean, she flirts with guys. So Bob will beat him up. She uses blackmail. She's. No, no. For it to be blackmail, it has to be a formal letter. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, but you know, I mean, it, you know, just things like kind of take, using Bob to take advantage of Michael to get, you know, longer lunches, and doesn't really doesn't ever feel bad about, you know, running off in the middle of their Valentine's lunch with Jim and Pam. She orders hamburgers at Mexican restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> she makes Karen pay for the surprise makeover. She's jealous of the secretary. She's a gossip. Um, so, anyways, this, this is something yeah. that people have. She's quite gifted at statecraft. Yes, mm-hmm. overall within yeah. the office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe she should be the senator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, so, anyways, that's just uh, that's something that's out there. I think I think that it, it's a case that could be made certainly, but these are a lot of ifs. Did she? We don't know that she cheated with Stanley. We don't know that she ran over a person. It could have been an ostrich in a soccer uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, can right. we talk about why she wanted to be Santa? Why do you think Phyllis wanted to be Santa so badly? Hmm. Remember that? That's right. I'm Santa. She's like crying. Yeah, She's like, finally, little, finally. It's, yeah. it's a little girl's dream come true. It's kinda. like she asked Jim like six weeks ago or something about playing hmm. Santa. Jim, Phyllis is Santa. Phyllis. <laughs> she, she likes, likes to she, help people. She likes yeah. subversion. She does like to help people. Yeah. That's funny that you guys came out at different angles. She likes subversion. <laughs> she likes to help people. Both can be true. Yeah. Phyllis, like any of us, contains multitudes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think, yeah. And she's just like, I, Michael, just let me do this. I like doing it. Yeah. I mean, she's so she's so quiet, but we know that she has such a fiery personality. You know, some people like that. Sometimes they like to, they like to you know, play a character or like... Mm-hmm. You know, it, and that allows them to be the center of attention um, instead of being themselves. You know, Phyllis Maybe. does try to set up Michael with her friend Sandy. She's right. gorgeous and she has a feisty personality. Right. Could she fit in a rowboat? No, okay, no, she couldn't fit in a rowboat. <laughs> Is she a dress wearer or a pants wearer? <laughs> dress wearer. Michael's antennas up. Could she fit in a rowboat? Uh, I think I'm being very clear sizing. with what I'm asking. Would an average size rowboat support her without capsizing? <laughs> there you go. It bothers me that you're not answering the question. <laughs> no, okay, no. Uh, she can't fit in a rowboat. Uh, fun facts, closing thoughts, anything anything else about Phyllis Vance? I'm, it's out, been really I'm out fun. of stuff. I'm out of stuff. We've been. She's a very. We're getting a lot of mileage out of Phyllis. Jesus. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that, that was great. Um, let's, uh, let's move on to a couple, uh, voicemails we got. We got a couple voice. Since last week, since our mailbag episode came out. Well, we've gotten several since, since, uh, that came out, including, including we got one that came out like right after we recorded, we got it and it had to do with what something we'd be talking about. So we definitely get to that. Yes. But before we play that one, uh, we got a different one responding to uh, Ingrid from last week. Mm. Here we go. Okay. Hi, guys. This is Gabe from Indianapolis. Just want to say uh, thanks for doing what you guys do. We really enjoy listening every week and hearing some input from the fans. And it's good to hear everybody else who calls in, sends you a message and all that. Hey, I thanks, wanted to Gabe. call in about your uh, mail recent mailbag episode. I think it was Ingrid called and left a voicemail about a plot hole and viewing party. And I thought she was going to say the plot hole 
was that that baby is a different species than the normal species and all the other oh. episodes. And I actually had a really interesting story about that. And um, I'm a Ray fourth tell. grade teacher. And one day early in the school year last year, obviously I can't use names for the kids' safety and all that, but we were doing an icebreaker, and one of the students said a fun fact was that she had been on TV before. And I thought it was like the news or whatever, and she said, no, actually I was on this TV show called The Office. Oh. And I was like, what? I'm, you know, I'm a huge office nerd. So I asked her what she said. She was baby Cece in the viewing party when it was Whoa. a different Cece. Wow. And so I emailed her parents. I was like, okay, I have to know. She said this today. Did she just say that because I said my favorite show was The Office, or is this true? Like, what's the deal with this? And I guess that the normal CC at that time was unavailable. I can't remember if she was on a vacation or whatever. <laughs> and my student's dad was an artist, and he was doing some graphic design stuff for NBC, and they needed another baby at the time. And so this student I had <laughs> was actually baby CC on that one that's episode of The Office, which I thought in Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana, that's just absolutely crazy so just thought it was a little interesting tidbit about that and if anyone's ever noticed there you go that's why it's a different cc so anyway again thanks for what you guys do appreciate your time have a good one oh my god thank, thank you that was such a thanks, great voice gabe, gabe, yeah. thank you so much gabe what a that's, tidbit that's amazing I, I, I would not have, have yeah. freaked out <laughs> i know if so i would was, not have uh, picked up on, on that yeah like, great wilson show called the office <laughs> wilson held you <laughs> how long oh my god yeah Feels good to know that that baby is now in fourth grade. Like, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, like, we, makes you makes you feel nice and young. Yeah. We could have a conversation with that baby. I, honestly, if he was like, yeah, you have teach, a conversation <laughs> with any baby. <laughs> sure, true, seniors yeah. in high school, and she was the bad yeah. one. Although I know where the original Cece was. She was on a sales call. Wow, more paper. <laughs> All right, uh, that's amazing. Thank you, Gabe. Yes, thank you so okay. much. This is this was another follow up from from last week. Hey, so this is Thaddeus again hey. from. Oh, uh, Lufkin, Texas, the deep Pony Woods over here. Um, so I was, <laughs> I called in a few days ago, and I, I left you know, just a short message as a thank you to you guys for what you're doing and, and how much I'm enjoying it. Um, and I kind of told you how I didn't like how, <laughs> how I didn't like most of Sean's take. And then after that, I listened to your episode number 45 of uh, Benny Hanna Christmas. <laughs> Where at the end of it, you say that a guy named Thaddeus called in from Texas <laughs> and he doesn't agree with anything that Sean says. And I just think that's hilarious because whoever that guy is, I think we're Kendrick Spirits and <laughs> it's kind of weird that we have the same name. So that, that made me laugh because wow. Sean, it's hard him? to agree with you sometimes. Um, but I actually did actually have something for you guys this time. I do want to know more about what it is that, that you three do. Um, and I want to know, you know, any moments that, that have happened within y'all's workplaces that make you feel like you're in the office. Because I know, for me, I work in human resources in my job, and, <laughs> and I've had moments where I, I feel like I want to look at a, a fake camera or, or something <laughs> like that. You know, weird things happen. But I'm just curious if y'all ever had any moments like that or any, any good stories like that to tell. Um, again, thank you for all y'all do. Uh, Awesome. Oh my gosh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, that wasn't him. There were, there are two Thaddeus. A different Texas? Thaddeus. Called in and said that's, he didn't like you. That's a very popular Texas name, and they all don't like me. <laughs> that's um, Thaddeus. I mean, they're all I, in the James I want to say that I appreciate Thaddeus, and I uh, thank you so much for calling in. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I and I have it. no problem with with playing this role on the on this show. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> if that's I mean, true, though, like if like he's that's what he said. He's like the, he's like that guy. We must be kindred spirits because I don't not think that, him. that wasn't him. It was a different Thaddeus. That's crazy. That, anyways, that's, he could be joking. Okay, but he, but he, he wanted, sure could. But isn't it more fun to think? He wanted to know more about. He wanted to know more about us and what we do. And and yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe we mentioned it before. We talked a little bit too about like how our lives affect the office last mm -hmm. episode. I, I don't think we need to go too yeah, far. Yeah, into I, that, I don't know if we need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But uh, but uh, thank you, Thaddeus. I mean, I I'm gonna start. Trying to trying to d dig deep and and come up with more situ like uh, 
specific scenarios when my life echoes the office. I for sure owe you guys I, an answer to that because yes. I kind of opted out of the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> last I'm, week, well, um, but now we'll like, come back to it. Definitely. I mean, it, it happens all the time. Totally. Sure. totally. totally. That, Thaddeus, are you a Toby HR guy or are you a Holly HR guy? Do people like... <laughs> are, are you the Are stalkers HR cutting or? sleeves off your clothes or are you getting injured in Costa Rica? What's going on? <laughs> um, Thaddeus, thank you so much, man. Just, uh, you know, please yeah, that's feel, awesome. feel free to call anytime when you disagree with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the cutoff. Texas, ho! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Man, yeah. thank you so much, guys, for calling yeah, in. Thanks, Every I message mean, really, you get. I know we say it every time, but like yeah, really cool. yeah it, yeah, it, it's, it, it, uh, yeah we, we can't express enough it we got a few other voicemails so from people with some good show topic ideas so i think okay. we'll just sort of yeah. move those over for later mailbag is going to be a regular thing now thank you to all of yeah. you guys who are contributing um, totally uh, and thaddeus just let us know for sure like for real if that was if that truly <laughs> was a different thaddeus <laughs> yeah. are you joking or not uh well um guys how about some trivia how about it let's just do our thing collect our hardware and get the hell home Okay, well, today we're talking about Phyllis. I, I, yeah, we know, dude. <laughs> Been here all day. Really? Um, well, this episode has come up a few times in our discussion. It came up last week, too. But uh, Phyllis plays a small... Close your mouth, sweetie. You look like a drunk. <laughs> oh, fine, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> today's trivia is based on Viewing Party, Season 7, Episode 8. Love it. Oh, I've seen it. Question one. It smells like popcorn. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> uh, question one. Yeah. What does Kevin suggest as an idea to catch the Scranton Strangler? The cold open is uh, everyone witnessing the newscast of Scranton Strangler being trapped in a house surrounded by SWAT. What's Kevin's suggestion to get him out? Play that great music. That's right. Yeah. Do that thing where they play really good music to get him out. Do Do, do you know what he's referencing? Is it like yeah? I think say uh, anything or something. No, I <laughs> I think that in the this is gonna get, gonna get kind of heavy, but I think following like the Iraq and Afghanistan wars and conflicts, they would play like heavy metal music as a means of torture. Oh, oh yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's really good. I just watch the report. So yeah, fresh on my mind. Yeah, maybe Kevin likes heavy metal music. Um, Jim says some things are so historic you have to stop and watch them in the moment like two events the uh oj escaping not, not like oj balloon boy balloon boy is one um i don't remember the other michael jackson's funeral oh <laughs> things that uh if you didn't see them in the moment you wouldn't care that you missed them at all yeah, remember balloon um, boy <laughs> yeah balloon boy uh question three who is michael's favorite glee character the invalid. That, the invalid. That's what he says. <laughs> um, question four. Dwight thinks it's ridiculous to make a show about the feeling of glee. Mm-hmm. What feeling does he want to watch a show about? It's like thirst. Thirst, <laughs> thirst is exactly what he says. Uh, Pam isn't sleeping lately because Cece is blanking. Reverse cycling. Reverse yeah. cycling, yeah. yes. If it doesn't start soon, I'm going to be up all night. <laughs> mm-hmm. True or false, Phyllis is, a ble- uh, Phyllis is a big glee fan. False? I don't think she is. False. While they're watching it, she's like, "Who's?" <laughs> it's, uh, she's like, "Who's that? Who's that? Which oh, one's that's Glee?" Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, which, which one's Glee? These true and false questions you've come up with lately are such a trap. Like I never know. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael gets the name of the movie Spinal Tap wrong. What does he call it? He says he's turning up the volume on the show, and he's like, "Turn it Turn up, up to 11. 11. It's, another, it's like another Monty it, Python it, movie, right? Uh, he, you know he's talking about Spinal Tap. Okay. He calls it Spinal Cord. Oh. Spinal Cord. I was going to guess that. Oh, <laughs> man. Spinal Cord. What song, what song do they all miss when Jim changes the channel to watch a sports game? They sang Blinded by the Light, like, and they yes. use an actual yes. blind guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. Uh, Dwight doesn't actually have to hold CeCe all night. He's trying to get away, so he's, he's <laughs> yeah. comforting CeCe. He's like, I don't actually have to sit here all night. Um, you know, all you have to do is blank. Get a lump of suet or any other congealed animal fat. Tie one end to the, her toe, <laughs> yeah, right. and she'll put the she'll put the other end in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's right. That's exactly right. You even got suet right. That's... Or uh, or any congealed animal fat. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question. I know everything about film. <laughs> <laughs> last question has to do with our hero today. What fragrance does Phyllis wear? Oh. Man, didn't we just talk about this? The one is it the one that Bob bought her and Metropolitan? It's Orleans? actually not. 
Oh. Andy eats the eats oh, the seahorse. Eats the seahorse no, powder. Sea. Yeah, that's right. And he comes out. He he comes out feeling good. Yep. And he kind of wins over Phyllis's. You know, kind of like. I don't know. He has a nice moment with Phyllis, and mm. and uh, yeah, it's just, he yes. sort of wastes his charm on Phyllis. That's right. Is that blank? Jesus! Wow. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God, I can't think of it. It no. is "White Diamonds" by Elizabeth Taylor. All right, I would not. <laughs> I know. Um, well, that's it. That's it for my trivia for today. I have a bonus trivia. Okay. What uh, what <laughs> cologne does Andy spray on that Valentine that gets to Kelly but is intended for Aaron? I don't know. It's Roger Federer for men. <laughs> Roger Federer. <laughs> uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Please, uh, as we mentioned before, we're going to do a lot more mailbag stuff. So please, mm. please, please give us a call. 503-694-9314. You can leave us a voicemail. We'll, talk, we'll play it on the show. You can email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can Facebook or Instagram us, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter, at Michael Scott Pod. Mm. Very, uh, we got a website, michaelscottpod.com. Oh, boy. Uh, no place to post there, but check it out. <laughs> Very special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who runs our social media and designs mm-hmm. all our artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are recording this episode live in the OG studio at the Ward, mm-hmm. Ward Brother household. Mm. That's uh, how we do it here. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys so much. Please like and subscribe and, and rate us on, on whatever, wherever you're listening. It really helps out. We'd love so, it. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate it. Uh, can't wait. We'll be back next week. I'm about to go to Costa Rica, guys. Oh, yeah, don't go ziplining. Oh, lining. my gosh. Don't, don't go yeah. ziplining. <laughs> I leave tomorrow, so I'll bid you adieu. All right. Well, Give me poppy. Give me the solid. Yes, yes sir. sir. Portland out. <laughs>